Welcome to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The podcast that you're about to listen to is the lightly edited audio from a video for the Daily Summation that I put on YouTube and Rumble on the Kurt's Religion and Politics channels. If you want to check them out, you can do that there. But if you want to just go ahead and listen to the audio, which as I say, I've edited to take out a bunch of the annoying pauses and so forth, you can listen to it here. Thanks for tuning in. And now on with the podcast. Good morning and welcome to today's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. Today is Monday the 9th of November of 2020, uh, and I am your host. I'm Kurt. Today's topic is, uh, uh, basically it is COVID-19 vindication. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the idea that many people talking about, uh, speaking about what's happened and, and pontificating on the various things that have happened in the United States with regard to COVID-19 have for some time now been saying that the United States has done a horribly bad job in the management and dealing with COVID-19. And I just wanted to say that I, I've never felt that that was true. In fact, I think if anything, we've overdone what we've done. We've not underdone it. I think the mask wearing and the sheltering in place and other things, in those senses, you could actually say we did do a bad job because we did a lot more than we really probably needed to do. By the way, good morning and welcome aboard. If you're coming in on Rumble on YouTube or on the podcast, welcome aboard. Uh, But what I wanted to say is this. We've been, I've been tracking the fatality numbers for COVID-19 for some time. And I know that there are people who will argue that the ongoing problems that people have with COVID-19 may be fairly major. But my first thing that I would say to those individuals is the people in question are still alive. And probably chances are pretty good that they will recover completely from having gotten COVID-19. But the thing about the mortality rates is this. It doesn't take a genius to look at what's happened here in the United States And to realize that the fatality numbers peaked near the beginning, dropped, peaked again when various places opened up, and then began to drop again. And they've fallen to what most people would consider a fairly reasonable level, somewhere in the 3,400 range, maybe a little lower by this point, right? Now, here's the thing. I can only talk about the infection rates in Europe. If I could talk about the fatality rates, I would, but it really doesn't matter that much, right? Because what we're really interested in knowing is how has doing these various activities like masking, like sheltering in place and so forth, how has that affected the spread of COVID-19? And here's what the answer appears to be. And I want you to understand that this is the case because it's really important in my view. In Europe and various other places, there were some places that had horrible times with COVID-19 right out front, a part of Italy. I forget whether it was northern or southern, had had a terrible time. Other places likewise, right? Europe, like the United States, is fairly densely populated. That's just reality. There aren't very many places in the world other than China, maybe, and India that can claim more densely populated, right? So both Europe and the United States are fairly densely populated places. 
And so we had initially these spreads, and particularly in very densely populated areas within the United States, of the COVID-19 virus. Then we had some mismanagement that occurred, and the mismanagement drove the numbers, the fatality rates, the mortality rates up, right? Putting people back into nursing homes when they should never have been put there. It's understandable in a sense, but in the course of time, it should have been quickly learned that was a bad idea, and we should have stopped doing that, okay? Uh, but the point is, even as numbers have peaked somewhat in the United States in terms of infections, the number of uh, fatalities have dropped. Well, now it's possible that the fatality numbers in Europe have also dropped, but the fact is, in places where they didn't see the peaks that I talked about a moment ago, uh, now they are seeing those peaks, right? There's no question that that's happening, and was inevitable in my opinion. Here's the thing, viruses, they don't just disappear. They stay around, and what happens is they run through the population, and people either get them or survive them, or they die. And I hate that people die of them, and th and that's why it's so important. Oh, I, I wanted to say, look, if you really want to see that in action, all you have to do is look and see what happened with the Spanish influenza and what was it, 17, 18, 19 time frame, 19, 17, 18, 19 time frame, right? And you'll see how that worked. But the thing is, depending on the type of virus it is, you might be able to limit it if you catch it early enough. But when you have an air airborne virus, that's really, really, really unlikely. Okay, so the best that you can do in many instances turns out to be to work to mitigate the uh, results, the symptoms of the of the illness in question. Make it so that it doesn't kill people. Make it so make it so that it does them the least possible harm that can happen, right? And so you and and the other option is vaccination. And the thing is. I don't really care who you are or how fast you think you can work. I don't care if you can get a vaccination ready in a year or a year and a half or two years. First of all, you have a, the run-up time to the vaccination, right? You got you to gotta figure out that you need the thing. Then you've got to actually go through the various trials. And even if you can run through those trials, which is not necessarily a great idea, on that I actually, funnily enough, agree with the Democrats to some uh, measure who say, look, I don't think it's a good idea to rush something like that. I agree. I don't think it is either. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that they might not have found new ways to deal with things that work better than the ways that I'm familiar with and so forth. But that having been said, the point is I don't think rushing it is a good idea. So in general, I, th I don't think if you have something that's probably got a lifespan of a year or two years before it basically passes through most of the population, most of the places that it's going to be, I don't think that the vaccination, creating a vaccination if you don't already have one, is going to do a good job. And I'm just going to say this. Somebody pointed it out, and it's true. The fact of the matter is the thing that they give you, the flu shots that they give you, are somewhere between marginally effective and about half effective, maybe 60. And if you're really lucky, if you really hit it just right, 70% effective in actually mitigating the flu. So the reality is, first of all, you're still 30% ineffective uh, for, for the vaccine, for people, who, for people who actually get take the vaccine, you're 30% ineffective. But then on top of that, you've got people who don't do the vaccine, and that will happen, you can be sure, with COVID-19 as well, right? Uh, but what's important to realize is as, as time goes on in a crisis, like if you want to counter the crisis, I kind of question whether or not that's a reasonable thing or pandemic, either one, or reasonable things to say about COVID-19. But there are ways to 
remediate. There are ways uh, to restore people back to health and so forth. There are things that you can do that are prophylactic in nature, that is, that may help people to keep from getting the virus in the first place. There are protective measures that you can take for people. Vitamin D, I understand being one, therefore going out in the sunlight. Uh, you know, there are various uh, drugs that supposedly are helpful. I don't know if they are or not. I can't answer that, and I'm not going to try to say that I'm expert enough to answer that. But here's the thing. If you look at the death rates, okay, the death rates are 1% or less for the majority of the population and 5% or less for the more at-risk individuals. And again, let's remember, let's not forget that considering that the more at-risk individuals are not just older, but often with multiple what they refer to as comorbidities, that is other things, other health conditions that are feeding into the problem and making it so that those people are being affected. But here's the big takeaway from all of this as far as I'm concerned. You thought you were going to stop it, right? Well, let me help you. You were mistaken. You were wrong. You're not going to stop uh, COVID-19 from doing what it does any more than you were going to stop the Spanish flu in all likelihood, as much as anybody might want to say that that's true. Whether it was by wearing masks, whether it was by sheltering in place, whether it was by a vaccine, right? You're not going to stop it. It's going to run through the population and all you're doing is delaying the, the inevitable. And this I consider to be a vindication of even less stringent policy than was put in place in many places in the United States. That's my perspective on this. You can disagree if you want, but I just want you to understand that the numbers are with the people who say that um, you're not stopping this thing, that it's going to continue to do what it's doing. And if you don't believe it, like I say, just look at where Europe is in the, in the moment and you can see that what's going on is the places that did all of the masking and all of the other things, you know, uh, those places are having larger problems. And the places that didn't do all of that, they're not. They're not having those problems. Uh, I'm sad, and anybody should be sad to hear that 200,000 people in the United States have died of this this illness, but I'm not surprised. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but that's pretty much how that's going to work. One day, maybe it'll be my time to die that way. I can't answer. Probably not since these things tend to happen about once a century, and this one's looking to be mostly blown over. All right, I am basically out of time, so I'm going to wrap up for the day. Again, today is the... Uh, 9th of November of 2020, and it's a Monday. Tomorrow will be Tuesday. I hope you're starting uh, starting out a good week and that the rest of the week goes well for you. Hope you're having a good day in general. And hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. That will be Tuesday, the 10th of November 2020. Yet again, I hope you have a great day. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This video is recorded on Monday, the 9th of November, 2020. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's Religion and Politics. Thanks for checking out this video. Remember that you can like it on YouTube and you can give it a rumble on Rumble if you want to do that. Uh, I have channels on both YouTube and Rumble. They are the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels. You can subscribe to either one of those if you want to do so. Remember, if you subscribe on YouTube, you probably want to click the notification bell in order to be notified of new content. Um, if you want to see more from me, you can check me out on 
my blog. That's blogs.kpshubert.com, blogs.kpshubert.com. You can also see my Facebook page. That is uh, Kurt's Religion and Politics on Facebook. You can check out my Twitter, Twitter, uh, Parlor, and Minds.com accounts. My handle on all three of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. You can um, check out my podcast. The podcast is at podcasts.kpshubert.com. That's podcasts.kpshubert.com. And finally, you can check me out on Patreon. And if you want to support me, that's probably one of the better places that you can do that. I am Kurt's Religion and Politics there. Thanks again for checking out this video, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. You've just been listening to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurt's Religion and Politics. As I say at the intro, this is a uh, lightly edited audio from a video that I put on YouTube and Rumble that you can check out there. Uh, and I take out the pauses and so forth here, and it's basically the same content, except that you don't obviously get the video. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. Let me know if you have any com comments or whatever that you might want for me to, to get. Thanks for listening, and by all means, come back again tomorrow, and you'll almost certainly get another one of the Daily Summation podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.